Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Ricky. And this is the thir- first episode of the third season of Beer and Broadband. It should come out on April 6th, 2020. We, uh, we got a little bit delayed. It was fun. World got weird. Things happened. My mic just flew up by my head. It got strange. Um, but we had some good things happen, too. So right now I'm going to drink some delicious, delicious coffee. Yep, because I made some coffee this morning. That's right. But I also did some brewing this morning, Ricky. I haven't got, had a chance mm-hmm. to tell you about that. So um, this morning I went in and I I racked some wine uh, over to bottles. So I bottled a bottled okay. wine. Uh, so and uh, I've got two uh, two young ladies. You know, do the foster parenting thing. Got two young ladies that are uh, staying with me. Um, and my wife and everything right now. And, um, they, they, uh, they helped me do like some of the, the moving around and so, some of the logistics of that. And they smelled it and they were like, Oh my God, that smells so good. And then, then we, we did, uh, my sack mead that I was having some trouble with, mm-hmm. uh, put that we had to do some rescue work on. Um, that's actually turned out really well. Um, and then we did the other mead, the basic mead that I didn't put enough honey in to begin with. So, um, we sweetened that up with a, a little bit more honey and, you know, I mean, we just basically, we did, uh, did a little bit of everything, um, from, from all the stuff that I've been brewing and I, I, um, <laughs> then I ran up here and I've done this. So it's just been a brewing morning, basically. Mm-hmm. Well, there I'm you saying. go. Those so are I took good a morning. to really enjoy my coffee. Uh, when we first started this up, because uh, I really didn't have a chance to to enjoy it. But uh, now we're going to talk about something that I did brew that I felt like wasn't the best of my work, but I just kind of want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So, you know that cider you got there in your glass, Rick? Yeah. Um, why don't you uh, take a sip of it, and I'm going to talk about what this cider is. So this is uh, cider. Uh, I just it's like a basic cider recipe that every cider maker makes to begin with i think it's about 6.9 abv i made it um, my wife made labels that say bradley brew works on them so they're cider uh like you know network cider mots um but uh, i made this on february 7th tw- i bottled it on february 7th 2020 i probably made it uh at, at the beginning of january i'd have to look at my brew sheet to be sure i'll do that while we're talking um mm-hmm. but i just I'm wondering, because I have certain opinions about it, what do you think about it, Ricky? So it's definitely got some kind of fennels to it. There's some some roughness. I know you've used a lot of yeast. Is this one of the ones that use, like, I think the Fleshman? You said, like, uh, that bread yeast? Yeah, th- this one was uh, the bread yeast that I used. Gotcha. Yeah, so you can definitely taste the that yeast was probably starting to struggle a little bit, or really, it's just not specialized yeast. So this might just be how um, something through that's going to taste. It's going to have some off flavors. The thing outside of that, though, not too bad. It's very dry, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. And it's a bit sour, which that's probably just from the mott, because that's just like we eat up all the sugar from the apple juice, but we don't eat up the acid. So if they're using a particularly acidic apple juice, I can see that come through. Yeah, I, I agree with all that. So I started it on January 14th of 2020. Mm-hmm. I, I And I've just kind of let it set in my fridge until now. I didn't want to keep it for like a year to let it get rid of a lot of those 
esters and things like that that are yeah. off gas. Yeah, and it is ABV you wouldn't want to. If you yeah. try and let it sit too long, it'll just start to ha- develop other issues. Exactly. So um, I didn't want to have any of those problems. So this just ended up being um, just kind of a fun little experiment. But I made it with some bread yeast. Um, like you said, it's really super clear for something I made with some bread yeast. Uh, I had to rack it like two times to get mm-hmm. it um, as clear as it is. But um, it ended up being, I, f- I felt like it ended up being kind of a a good first attempt at my at cider by myself. Yeah. Know? It's kind of, yeah, a funny... it's really not, not that bad. This with a different yeast and either a little bit of sweetness to offset some of the sour or just like a commercial acid blend that would like mellow out a lot of the rough notes on it. It's really yeah, not I... bad for like an early shot. If you take it and you mix it with some apple juice, it just, it makes it perfect. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. There's a little bit of sweetness to cut that edge would make it a lot smoother. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, if anybody's thinking about getting into brewing, uh, making cider is um, a really fun first step. And if you make if you make bread, you, know, you get some Fleischmann's bread yeast um, and just throw like a tablespoon in. You, you, or it's a teaspoon. It's either a teaspoon or a tablespoon. Um, I, I'll, I forget which one. It's a teaspoon. You throw a teaspoon in per gallon. Um, and I made, I made a two gallons of this, and it ended up being all right. Now I, I made another one that ended up being a like apple wine because it was over that seven percent abv for it to be technically classified as cider but it's you know it's, it's basically the same thing as a cider uh it just had a lot more sugar and ate a lot more of the uh sugars that were available from the apples um and that one i made with red star champagne yeast i think um yeah i made that one with red star champagne yeast and it came out to almost 10%, it was like 9.9% ABV. Um, and that one was delicious. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have any more. Otherwise, we would have talked about that like next time on the uh, mm-hmm. podcast. But um, so funny story, I'm sitting there yesterday. I go to like check some of my bottles and one of the caps had popped off. So, you know, there was a little bit of pressure there. It popped mm-hmm. one of the caps off. I, I checked it last night, so I knew it It hadn't been like, it's somewhere during the night it had popped one off. I check it, and I'm like, okay, it still smells good. I take a little sip, it still tastes good. And so then I, ch- I check all my other caps on all my other bottles, and I'm like, well, I'll just drink this one. I had one other bottle left, and I was thinking like, well, darn, you know, I guess I could save this. And then I picked that other bottle up, mm-hmm. and it like, the cap burst out. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it went it, it didn't shoot. It didn't do like the other thing where it shot up in the air and everything, mm-hmm. but because of, because it like burst out, it just like slipped out of my hand and I just got cider all over the floor. It oh was just yeah. A big, yeah. Big floor of cider. It was terrible. Yeah. Uh, if you have one of them pop a cap after you've bottled, they're almost all going to do that because they've all got the same like fluid in them. So it probably had some fermentation still going on there. Well, actually I don't think that was the case. So we get morning sun, uh, on the area where I was keeping those things in the winter mm-hmm. or in the spring, I'm sorry. And, um, all, all of the things and I, and the, some of them went completely dry, all of the things that I have there. So I have some like red yeah. wine and stuff like that. All of them were under pressure. And I think it was just from the, uh, from the light. 
hitting it and well, they weren't hitting the bottles, but it was like warming up the little container mm-hmm. that they were all in. And so it was the difference in, in temperature, I think that caused that. Um, because all of them had that pressure on them and some of them were so, com- they were like nine, 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 uh, zero, you know, uh, for, for their gravity. So they were completely. Yeah. That's, that's very interesting. I, I'm pretty surprised to hear that because I mean, think about that in like a, like a commercial setting. Like imagine you bought like a bottle of dragon milk or something. Mm-hmm. You're saying like that stuff gets transported in, you know, they're, they're kept in like a refrigeration section, essentially. Like we're saying that's going from 50 degrees. There's not like true refrigeration. It's not like getting super, super cold. But then if you like put it out on your counter, it would pop off. I wonder if that was just like the caps didn't have a good seal or something. That, they should be able to hold a pretty serious amount of pressure. They're not. They're they're just um, uh, corks that have like a. Oh, okay. It's, it's just like the the, 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 the one I was drinking century. right now. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, the one I'm drinking right now. It had like the cap on it. So it was in my head. I was like, oh yeah, we clamped a metal cap on it. That's some serious <laughs> yeah. pressure. No, but it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's just like one of those cork, cork fits. Yeah. yeah, those reusable corks aren't super, super tight. So, okay, yeah, I, I exactly. see that. Yeah, exactly. It's a, so that that was the situation. None of it went bad. I, you know, like I smelled mm-hmm. all of it. I uh, tasted a little bit of one. I just, you know, like recorked all of it. But, yeah. Um, so that brings us, like, so we basically, we just talked about brewing over winter, like what I did. And you did some brewing, too. I right? did, yeah. Uh, so t- tell me a little bit about that. So I made a strawberry apple wine. I used... I think White House apple juice is my base, six gallons of that. And then I bought one of these like commercial wine bases for strawberry wine. And it's not straight strawberry juice. It's like a blend because like strawberry itself is very, very sour. So if you had like just strawberry, like concentrate, it would just be too acidic. But I think it's a mix of like apple, strawberry and pear to keep it mellow. I put in, it's like a gallon container, put in a half gallon there to get kind of close to the top of my fermenter. Let that go. It reached about 10, 11% and then swapped it over back sweet with the rest of it. It was real nice because I was doing it kind of near the end of winter. So I got to cold crash it on like the last real freeze of the year. So I left it outside for two days while it was cold enough to, um, get like real down there. It was like in the twenties overnight. Mm. So I didn't have to do multiple racks. didn't even have to do a secondary. It was just so clear from getting that cold for a couple of days. I was able to just boom, throw it over back, sweeten the bottle. So this wasn't my favorite thing that we made this, uh, between the two of us that we've made this, um, this winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it was like, it was like my second favorite thing that we made. Um, and I am, I, I am looking forward to having some more of it. You gave me what, like a gallon of it. And, yeah. Uh, I think we'd I already drank some stuff. of it, but yeah, yeah but I, I knocked that stuff back. It was really good. <laughs> it was, and there's nothing special went into it. It's kind of just an experiment to see how these like commercial wine bases would do. You know, there was no extra seasoning in secondary, no spices, no like acid or tannins added, nothing to give it really any more flavor than just apple alcohol and some wine base and it was really nice i mean i've been playing around with taking the the already done wine and putting some extra flavors into it like letting just like a glass at a time get like a little bit of cinnamon or something trying to see what flavor profiles work with it well 
And I think when I nail that down, it'll be real nice on the next run when it'll get to kind of like sit for maybe a month and pick up some extra flavors. Yeah, I think I think that one definitely would uh, serve from like maybe some tea or um, something like, um, I don't know, like, like something that gives it more of a, a mouthfeel. Um, yeah, I've been playing around with some citrus teas. Um, and those are really nice. I get a little bit conflicted because they add a whole bunch of really nice secondary flavors, but I haven't found one yet that I think benefits the primary flavor. So like you get tons of great, okay, you know, aftertaste, all like when you breathe on it, really good, like lingering flavors, but the initial flavor on your tongue suffers a little bit. So I'm trying to find a way around that. Well, I think... I, th- I think if you add, so I've been doing some experiments with like raisins and using like a little bit of black tea in secondary and, and things like that. And I think if you, and primary, and there is a difference between the two. I've learned that recently. Um, and I think if you added some, added a little bit of something to give it some mouthfeel in primary, but then, um, you know, like did a little something else in secondary, I think it would like hit that sweet spot with it. Um we probably, if we end up ever, <laughs> ever making like this a real, a, a real recipe, we probably shouldn't say what it is on, on but I don't care. Uh, not really. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, like this, that stuff is good. It's really, really, really good. Um, and what, what yeast did you use for that? Was it? Uh, it was the, yeah. Lavin 1118. Yeah. So I'm really liking that stuff. Um, and that brings me to our next topic, talking about bad yeast. Um, so, you know, we, we got some Red Star um, after, right after we finished up in fall. Uh, I, got, I got like a big pack of Red Star. We we're going to start this like brew cycle where we were really going through. And things got a little bit weird in the world, which we'll talk about next. But um, basically the first couple of batches that we did with that, they didn't turn out right. They were just like real weird and off. Um, there was nothing like we had to throw one of them out. Didn't we? Yeah. We threw one of my, uh, one of my ciders out five gallons of cider just gone. I could be drinking that right now. I'm so sad about it, but you know, um, cause it only got to like, what, like 4% and it was, Red Star Champagne yeast. Yeah, it was like 4.4. It was ridiculous. Yeah. So we, you know, we did that. We weren't happy with it. We we had two brews. One of the Red Star Champagnes that I bought that, that went off bad was from um, from, from the, the brew shop. And the other one um, was from Amazon. You know, so like, I don't know why it just had two bad, two bad runs of it, but I'm beginning to think that we were a little impatient and this is why. So, you know, the, the sack mead that I made, mm-hmm. um, that, that went to 10%. I'm not sure that it's completely done yet, but I moved it over to a secondary, um, container to get it off of its lease. Cause it's been on there for almost, almost, uh, three months no two months um mm-hmm. so i was just like yeah you know i'm just, just going to take it off because i'm going to let it sit there for another two or three um but i use the um in the sack mead i use the red star champagne yeast too um and we threw some more of the the other yeast in it the um the bread yeast right um and so that one but that one has a delicious 
because it was overly sickly sweet. It was like what um, the first, the second time we 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 tried it, it was at like six percent ABV or something like that. Yeah, um, somewhere around there. Yeah, and then and then the third time I tested it uh, in primary, it had gotten up to nine point one. So I was like, okay, this is okay. It went even further. It's gone to like one point oh oh four. Um, or I'm sorry, it's gone to, um, let me back up. It was at 7.35 and then in a month it moved to 9.7 ABV. Um, so I think that that red stern champagne yeast just takes a while to get done. Cause you, you remember that YouTube video from, yeah, Manu I mean, me? I will admit that the batch you have might be taking longer, but it should under normal circumstances never take that long because one of the things we did was i took one of your packets you got like a, a 16 pack of it yep took it back to my place and ran through the apple wine that i make that i normally make with that yeast. like i have the same recipe i've made half a dozen times and it didn't take off very quickly you know i let it sit for a week or two took the measurements it had gone almost nowhere so like maybe with whatever's wrong with it if you leave it long enough, it'll catch up. But I've made probably 60, 70 batches of various ciders and wines and meads. I've never had any of them take longer than three weeks, no matter what so, the quantity was. I, I understand that, but I was just saying maybe for this particular thing, it took longer. Um, yeah, I could definitely see. Yeah, I could definitely see whatever is wrong with it. It's just slowing down its reproduction. Maybe it's taking a lot longer. You know, you can sometimes salvage stuff by like letting it sit long enough. Well, so let let me go back to the bait, the first mead that I made that just had like it wasn't quite enough honey, so it it um it it was going to end up not tasting right. I also tested that today with the same yeast. It went from four point two percent in in a month. It went to twelve point seven percent ABV. Um, and the target that I had for it was 12 cause that's all the sugar I put, but you know, I mean, I put like, there's a little bit more sugar, but I, I was like, yeah, it should, it shouldn't ferment out all this sugar, um, because it's honey, right? It went, it went a little bit further. I ended up having to add more honey when I'm, when I racked it over today for that. So it was, it was just very interesting yeast that I thought was bad. Um, I just need to have some more patience with it, especially with mead with, I think with the ciders that we were doing. I mean, there's definitely something weird with that yeast, but it it's not it's not bad. It's just off, if that makes sense, right? Yeah, I mean, there's probably some nomenclature there, like when do you call it bad versus just special? But yeah, there's definitely something <laughs> going on with it. That uh, what kind of special you, do you mean there, Ricky? <laughs> well, no, I mean like you know you're gonna have to take you know extra care of it because there's something not right with it. You know, it's not bad. You can get around it. You know, just like if you ever cook with spices that are a little bit old, you know, they don't taste as good. They're not fresh, but you can still cook with them. You just need to know, Hey, I need to put like a little bit extra in. Like, so, you know, it's, it's that style of situation. Let's talk about all the weird stuff that, um, happened over the, the since, since we, we left there, there was this, uh, so I'm, I'm uh, you know, I don't know what, what all will happen, but, I'm I'm not really that concerned um about you know somebody like demonetizing me or anything like that but 
COVID-19, you know, basically coronavirus, mm-hmm. um, it, it happened since we, we last talked. Yeah. Um, things have gotten a little bit strange, <laughs> you know, um, the world, like everything shut down. Um, you're, everybody's supposed to be quarantined, all that stuff. Um, and, and it's not, it's, it's not really funny stuff, but that's made it more important for me to brew. And, um, you know, my, uh, we've alluded to kind of what we do in our, we're, we're DevOps network engineers. I'm, I'm actually like an architect. Um, and, uh, everything that we do is basically, uh, to allow people to work from home. We do, we specialize in VPN stuff and, um, you know, we, we have been like hitting it <laughs> lately, you know, especially me, like my, my job has been very, uh, busy, uh, lately. And just like over the last like month, month and a half, things have gotten crazy, uh, especially here in the U S. Um, but it was, I mean, it was crazy like that before. Um, has that like in incentivized you to like brew more or do anything, Ricky? I know it has me. I'll admit not quite yet. I made a huge batch before it goes through. I I don't generally make too many like two gallon, like test batches anymore just because of the space I have available to me. But like, we're starting to get down to like the last gallon of that uh strawberry wine all the like online retailers are still open since you're still allowed to like ship things you just can't have people in your businesses so yeah i'm probably at some point soon going to run out to costco and they sell an apple juice that i've been drinking um we bought it from my kid but i've been stealing some of it really good so i'm thinking about trying to make some apple wine with that it'll probably still be strawberry wine or maybe one of their other like concentrates but there'll probably be another six gallon batch of something i'm doing done within the next month or two well i made five gallons of beer i made a stout um so, you know of course i did right because i love mm-hmm. stouts but uh we're gonna see how that one ends up being probably in uh the fall i'll probably uh, i don't know if if it's if it's done before one of our next uh, episodes and i can get it over to you then we'll try it but you know ricky and i we're now we're not face to face right now we didn't break quarantine we're um we are doing this over la internet, <laughs> you know, the mm. internets, so to speak. Um, so we figured out a way to record. I mean, of course, that 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 technology's out there, and we're tech people. But we figured out how to record and make this work. So this is probably the next year is going to be all about us recording, um, you know, this way. And so we may have some off episodes. We may do more than our 20 episodes that we do in a year or so we'll see we'll see how it turns out but even when we get back face to face this may be our recording way i kind of like this better it's a better setup i think yeah it is kind of nice yeah as long as the audio is still good when we actually go back to edit it this is it's pretty comfy yeah well i've I've played around with it enough that the audio seems like it's pretty good so i'm I'm doing this from my, my armchair um which you know anything i can do from my armchair is great so um you got anything else you want to say about the the well i do i do have one more thing that i wanted to say um since we became so important i, I i've kind of i so I, in a former life i used to be a guy and i think i've 
mentioned this before, like I did law enforcement and stuff like that. And like that job was important because what I did like determined if people lived or died and things like that. And there was a lot of like pressure to like perform high. The job that we do now, I've always kind of taken the attitude that, you know, it's not that big of a deal, but in this situation, it actually kind of became a big deal. Um, because if we didn't work and do, do a good job, then people couldn't work. Right. And, yeah. um, then my friends that I have at work and some other people that I know, they wouldn't be able to work. Um, and they would go without food and that's kind of sad. So don't want that to happen. Right. So, um, yeah, working from home has become pretty important right now, especially kind of like in the early stages, of these quarantines where we're not really sure what the next couple months are going to look like. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I fully expect for us not to be out of quarantine until like September, August, somewhere around there. Um, I know you and I talked about this the other day and how mm-hmm. that may, that some, the summer months may affect it differently and we may be able to get out of quarantine sooner, but um, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, uh, it, it, I feel like I'm, I have a lot of responsibility on me again. So I went, I went right back into got to make sure got to be responsible got to be dependable got to make sure everybody's taken care of you know all that stuff mode so mm-hmm. i'm gonna see how much stress i'm in <laughs> Come Jan- i might in june i may be like taking like a month-long vacation mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't see it happening before then I'm, i might take a vacation in may but i'm probably gonna have to take some time off otherwise i'm gonna have a heart attack <laughs> um, yeah that's how it goes well um do you have anything else you want to say about that? Um, I guess just since this is our first episode where we're like in the beginning of Corona and we're going to be recording these in batches, does everybody stay safe? Just don't do anything stupid. You know, nothing's that important. Get your stuff online. If you can go out as little as you can, if you're essential, God bless you. Yeah. We're, we're a face that. mask. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Everybody like law enforcement, firefighters, ambulance, medical workers um you know hospital nurses doctors uh jan- the cleaning staff is so important um you know uh, we have friends we have uh, one of our close friends work at, works at a grocery store the one of the people we play dnd with thank you for doing that job you're um you're you're super important uh, good good shout out ricky i, I should have said that Good job, man. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take my praise where I can get it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to our first episode of the season back. Uh, hopefully, we'll uh, we'll be able to knock out 10 episodes for you this at least uh, in spring, and then we'll be back in fall with another 10. So um, we'll catch you next time, and have a good one.